Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> good for you do you want to publish this (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna put that in the outtakes staying in (laughs) i'm gonna start the episode with is this good for you (laughs) you have so much power and it might have gone to your head (laughs) i love starting it on things where people are like what the fuck happened before that and i'm like you'll never never know and sometimes i don't even put it in the outtakes (laughs) that's not true i do until the day that i put the outtakes compilations together i'm so sorry you took (laughs) it took a deep breath and I just cut across you like an the asshole. The face I made was like, I was like, <gasps> <gasps> and just kept holding it. I always think about that time you just kept talking over me dying. <laughs> oh. like, She's coughing, they'll be fine. I just want to put that outtake in this episode one time just so people know what I'm talking about, just so they know. Because uh-huh. it's literally just Kate talking to me going, <laughs> and Kate's like, so then, listen, and I'm like, <laughs> and she just kept there's room for it. <laughs> I should move my air purifier down here in advance. I didn't do that this time. <laughs> I'll pop it right in if I can find it. It's incredible. <laughs> Speaking of, I, I don't know, dying? <laughs> no, that's mean. Speaking of raw footage. Speaking of uh, a vegetarian being heartless. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You're a vegan, you fool. Yeah, yeah. You absolute fool. <laughs> I know. We're talking about the movie Raw, if yeah. it wasn't obvious, because I did say it, but not correctly, sort of. You guys get it. I spit on my paper. Relax. It's fine. <laughs> We're all calm. <laughs> We're talking about Raw. Raw. Are you excited? Grav. Or, was it, is it, <laughs> you said it like with the French, and I went, what the fuck is Grav? And I went, oh, like, great. <laughs> This one's going to be a wild one. Kate knows French and I don't know French. And every time I say a word, it's going to sound real bad. And I'm going I'm to support you. you. Thank God only one name was pretty hard in my notes. Yeah, yeah. Well, my you notes got... are um, not French. So. Speed to you. I heard you trying to pronounce those names and I was like, <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. I already forgot. I'll give you my few facts. Unfortunately, okay. there's not a lot on like how it was made it basically it was like and here's where it was shot in belgium and i was like neat cool so there's a fun fact for you uh so it's a 2016 french belgian film it's written and directed by julia de corneau du corneau du corneau Corneau. it's that name du corneau Mm -hmm. thank you thank god (laughs) also made a tv film called mange or potentially manger manger whatever junior well, means to eat well, that makes sense because yeah. of what it's about oh is, is it about cannibalism <laughs> surprisingly also? no oh um, i that was kind of like her so <laughs> manger mon, mon, mon. it could be mange mange does it have an r at the end no it's just m-a-n-g-e then mange mange okay. and junior <laughs> junior junior <laughs> And a movie called Tatane. That oh. one's relatively new. So some people might actually know that one. Yeah. It was released by Neon, uh, which is some people, same people who did Neon Demon. Um, yeah. This one, this movie and Tatane have very similar like, what? 
different vibes. So I'm not surprised at all that it's the same director and writer. Um, Yeah, and Tatame won a bunch of awards. Yeah. We talked about this. The Palme (laughs) d'Or. So like, if people don't know it, at Cannes Film Festival, Palme d'Or is like the big award. Like it's kind of like the... uh, best film at the oscars basically and you're supposed to do it last like that's the whole thing and in 2021 spike lee at the very start of the festival was like palm d'or goes to tatane <laughs> and everyone was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> so it won that apparently a very good film i haven't seen it i've mm-hmm. just heard wild things yeah. i can't wait to watch it mm-hmm. so Ooh. yeah 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 yeah. it won the palm d'or right at the start <laughs> so good they were like we can't wait yeah <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Okay. Did I cut you off? Did you need to say something before I continue? No, mine was a random thing that couldn't go in at any moment. Say it. Do it. It's, um, I have another, like, <laughs> coward. <laughs> That's yeah. all right. I just came in hot. I was like, finish it. Yeah. I said that to you in text. And I was like, JK, I'm not calling you a coward because I couldn't stick to the joke because it felt so <laughs> I didn't mean. Even know- <laughs> it was when we were playing filler and I was like, it's your move, coward. They JK, did. You're like, I'm just kidding, but take your time. It's <laughs> really funny. Yeah. Uh, so triple feature. I was having a hard time because mm. I think this is my new favorite thing we do. I, is the triple feature. It's one of my favorite things to like think through. Uh, so this Neon Demon. That was what I was thinking. And Ginger Snaps, or this Neon Demon and Teeth. Teeth. Yeah. Because literally, while I was watching this, I was like, "This reminds me of Teeth." Yeah. This reminds me of Teeth. If Teeth was not funny, because yes. Teeth has comedy in it, yeah. it's supposed to be like absurd. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this one's like, don't laugh. <laughs> and I'm like, there. I won't, I won't. Um, that's actually perfect. Okay. Ginger Snaps too, because this was actually compared as like a like a mix between Ginger Snaps and, oh gosh, what was it? Carrie? Yes. Yeah. Carrie and Ginger Snaps. Like okay. if they kind of melded together. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I was still on cinematographer. Because <laughs> then I have some fun facts. Mm-hmm. I almost just went into them. Well. Cinematography was Ruben Impens? Imp- Impens? Impens. I don't, I haven't read it. I don't know. <laughs> I-M-P-E-N-S. Impa. Probably. That one. Uh, so, also made with friends like these. Beautiful Boy, The Mustang, Tatane, and The Eight Mountains. Huh. I think. Um, a ton more. There were like so many, but a lot of them were like short films or this or that. And I was like, y'all can find more if you want. These are the ones that I kind of knew. Yeah. At least the names of. Uh-huh. Like sounded familiar. So I was like, I'll put those. Uh, music. Now this name I got. Jim Williams. <laughs> I saw the name and I was like, all right, so I can handle that. Jim. <laughs> um, so did things like A Field in England, which have you seen that? No. Fucked up and wild. I think if I'm thinking of the right film, it is so wild. I actually like it. A lot of people hated it. Fair enough. It's kind of boring, but I like it. Uh, Field in England, Down Terrace, Kill List, Sightseers, The Dark Mile, and Beast. Huh. So... I kept seeing the eight mountains and the dark mile and going eight mile. <laughs> Mom's forget. <laughs> um, yeah, and other things too. There were a lot of other ones, but again, I just put the ones that like I knew for the most part. Uh, so the budget was 3.8 million. Mm. Do you know how much it made? Not even slightly. I feel like that budget had to go to blood and animals. Yeah. Unfortunately. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Not the movie if you are worried about animals. Oh, God, no. Being hurt. No, I think... <laughs> I think all the animals, like all the, well, you might get to it. Um, I, I didn't okay. have this, so. I think that all of the footage were like already planned procedures that they were able to I assumed get. that it was like, it's at a vet school. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Rod and it's at a vet school. And there's like 
animal surgeries and stuff that they have to do. Yeah. So I'm uh. pretty sure it was meant to have like i'm hoping yeah yeah know? no i read like a thing like don't worry no animals were harmed all right. of the things were like planned procedures that mm-hmm. these animals like were going to go through like <laughs> to me the most detailed one was when she's shoulder deep in a cow's ass cow <laughs> i've seen that done in real life and i was yeah. like they got it <laughs> they got it yeah i was Woo. like well that's not new yeah <laughs> um oh sorry so the budget was 3.8 million do you know how much it made and I didn't look up if this was like worldwide necessarily. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It didn't have a huge release. Yeah, it's hard to tell because things that do really well at like the artsy film festivals don't mm-hmm. tend to have like commercial success, especially really dark and kind of intense ones like this. I feel yeah. like sometimes they don't always get a huge release. I wonder how Thoroughbreds did then, because Tatang didn't get a huge release either. Mm. I'm going to say $2 million. Pretty close. It was okay. 3.1. Oh, okay. So they were really close to making the money yeah. back. Just not quite. Yeah. Um, but it's like very well loved. Yeah. Um, that was what I was going to do for my fun facts here is because I have a few, but it's mostly about like how people liked this movie. Because mm-hmm. when I first watched it, I saw this a few years ago. And I remember being like, oh, that's a wild movie. People probably don't love this. <laughs> and I never heard people talk about it too yeah. much. So I was like, it can't be that well loved. I was wrong. Huh? Um, so Rotten Tomatoes reports a 93% approval score based on 200 reviews, average rating of 7.9 out of 10. Oh, wow. Uh, Catherine Bay from Variety wrote that it's Suspiria meets Ginger Snaps mm. oh. and a muscular yet elegant campus cannibal horror from bright new talent Julia DiCorno. Katie Reif from the AV Club gave it gave the film an A minus grade, stating this is the strongest of the female led films I've screened so far at the festival. Uh, Julie Ducourneau's beautiful, realized, symbolically rich and disturbingly erotic meditation yeah. on primal hungers of all kinds, yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. This is the one that surprised me. David Fear from Rolling Stone praised the film highly, giving it a rare, perfect score, four out of four stars. Oh, my God. Going so far as calling it a contender for best horror movie of the decade. Oh, God. Um, one yeah. of the writers for Roger Ebert gave it three and a half out of four stars. It, and I was like, okay. Yeah, especially because we know him and he does not like things that women make. So, no. real surprise there. Yeah. Um, people fucking loved it. People said that it's like really beautiful very mm-hmm. gross but like like we say it's always earned like mm-hmm. you can do a gory movie as long as there's like it means something yeah and that's what everyone seems to say yeah. so well loved 10 out of 10 film that was fuck. my little propeller flag yeah it's like okay <laughs> so fuck okay yeah i hope i hope you weren't gonna cover stuff like that i'm sorry if i no. took it away i just no. was like there weren't a lot of fun facts but then i read that and i went well that surprised me no, I'm was, not even kind of covering reception. Okay, good. Because yeah. this surprised me so much. Because I was expecting people to be like, too gross. Like, <laughs> yeah. I remember when it came out and everyone was like, oh my God, like vegan girl goes like meat crazy. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not watching this because I feel like I'm being baited. And so I didn't watch it out of spite. <laughs> and A classic Kate move. Yes, which exactly. I'm <laughs> just not doing something because someone says I should. Exactly. Uh huh. Be more a little sibling. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's not at all about like the veganism aspect. I mean, no. Even if it was, that's fine. Like, right. <laughs> it, 
it's it seems like it's going to be. Yeah, because she has that disagreement with someone mm-hmm. over like vegetarianism and like monkeys and consent and, the and like emotional turmoil, yes, trauma. Yes. Yeah. You've got the beginning with her mom when she gets to like the meatball, which I have some funny notes about. Um, the meatball, she's like, ah! yep. <laughs> and watching her slowly spit out mashed potatoes. <laughs> and then her mom's like, spit it out. She's like, <laughs> it's like when the kid is something in their yeah. mouth. You're like, spit it out. <laughs> Great start. Um, so I guess I have to sum it up. But uh-huh. I feel like we've done a great job. Yeah. Because you just said vegan girl goes meat crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, I did not mean to steal your thunder. No, it's okay. I'll just make like a slight change. Mm. Say vegan girl goes human meat crazy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, I don't think we really saw her eat too much meat that wasn't. <laughs> you get like yeah. one good bite of chicken. Yeah. <laughs> but she steals the burger. I was dying. I, she had beef juice fingers. And I was just like, this is upsetting. Not only that, but like. It's the fact that, her one, she put it in her pocket. Two, she used her hands when there were tongs right there. Three, she just instead of, in there. She, instead of grabbing one on the top, she was like, and she really shoved her hand in that yeah, meat, she dug did. around a little for the perfect burger. Yeah. And, you know, good for her. Good she for knows her. what she wants. She knows what she wants. She's not afraid to get it until she has to shamefully lift a meat patty out of her sopping wet pocket. It was so wet. It was so I was wet. Like, girl, grab a bun. <laughs> Put it in a napkin. <laughs> All right. What is, give me the real, <laughs> the real summary. Just give it to me. I'm ready. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Stringent vegetarian Justine encounters a decadent, merciless, and dangerously seductive world during her first week at veterinary school. <clears throat> Desperate to fit in, she strays from her principles and eats raw meat for the first time. The young woman soon experiences terrible and unexpected consequences as her true self begins to emerge. <sighs> That's really good. All yeah. right, that was pretty good. Uh, my summary was hunger for two X flesh. So <laughs> I think that's really good too. <laughs> I think Rotten Tomatoes said it slightly more eloquently. Two X flesh. It's a lot of flesh. Yeah, flesh right. sexual, flesh eating. Two X flesh. <laughs> Damn. All right, I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. What do you think I'm gonna cover? My thought originally was either like not really coming of age but like I don't know how to put it like when you deny yourself something and then Mm -hmm. like you're thrown into temptation so like temptation being used as Mm -hmm. horror or I thought about like cannibalism in film and then I was thinking like uh the bond of like sisters and like family within horror I was trying to think of something like that yeah what did you choose (laughs) she's such a cheeky (laughs) face she's like (laughs) okay so this is another film where it's like so rich with symbolism and artistry it's and anxieties. Lot. It's like where to begin. Uh, so I wanted to take a look at a film genre which stems from a literary genre, mm-hmm. Bildungsroman. Mm-hmm. Bildung is German for education or formation. Mm-hmm. Education is more formally like, or more um, frequently cited yeah. as the defi- or the translation. And roman means novel. Mm-hmm. So directly translated means novels of education. But the simplest way to explain them is that they're a form of coming-of-age stories. Ah, all right, all right. Got it. Yes. So uh, this is where I like pulled in my sister. She mm-hmm. studied in Germany oh, for a yeah. semester, and she also has a degree in English Lit. So, yeah. Damn. I was just like, please, please help me. Way to go. <laughs> uh, so we'll start with the definition. Mm-hmm. Um, or as I say in my head... Uh, <laughs> I knew it was coming. Still got me. <laughs> the specific tradition and format of the Bildungsroman subgenre were developed in Germany in the late 1700s. Damn. Generally, it's stated that the literary genre or subgenre was developed in the late. Se- oh, I just have two sentences that are almost exactly alike. 
Well, it was developed in Germany in the late 1700s. Yeah, in we case know you're that. I'm wondering. So nice. Say it twice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone needed to know. So the specific citation is either Wilhelm Meister's apprenticeship um, by Johann Wolfgang, no, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. That's pretty good. I don't remember if I said that right. That's one of the names that no, I... No, I don't. That's the It's the go, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It's G-O-E-T-H-E. <laughs> oh, I got nothing from that. I never took any German. I'm just kind of like staring at it like, sure is a name, huh? Uh, <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> and that was either in 1795 or mm-hmm. 1796. Okay. Uh, there's also another citation that some people say um, that I think was in like 1767, 76. I don't numbers are fake. Um, and that was the history of Agathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I translated that because I cannot say it in German. <laughs> it's like, it's fair. fair. I don't know. You're just making T sound. <laughs> I, I got stuck in like a lexical loop. And I was yeah, like, it's like, sound like you're breaking. Yeah, I feel like it. Short circuiting. And that's by Christoph Martin Weiland. I don't know. I don't know if he's French or German or both. So I just kind of split the difference and went neither. It went neither. I have not read these books. pulled a me. That's fine. I've not read either of those books, so I pulled a list of books or media from the last few decades that have Mm -hmm. been categorized as Bildungsroman tales. Okay. The Kite Runner, Secret Mm -hmm. Life of Bees, Mm -hmm. Naruto, (gasps) (laughs) The Perks of Being a Wallflower, Ender's Game, uh, The Outsiders, Dune, To Kill a Mockingbird, A Separate Piece, Catcher in the Rye, and Little Women. It is a homefty list, but I only pulled ones that I was familiar with or had read. Love that Little Women and Dune are on there. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Naruto? Fuck yeah, yeah, that's the ninja way. Good. <laughs> I was like, I hope I'm saying this right. Naruto, Naruto. Cool, cool. <laughs> I was like, I know it's not Naruto. Don't do this to me. <laughs> I was like, Don't what's the best way to hurt someone but not get attacked by Ner- anime fans? Naruto. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but I know it's not Naruto, <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> Uh, I also came across a book arguing that we can't actually credit any of the above Germans with the creation of the literary genre as it could be traced back to ancient epics. And I am not nearly well-versed enough in literary history to understand if that's splitting hairs over semantics or like right. a, a valid like, critique. Yes. Or if it's someone <laughs> that's like, I have chosen this hill to die on and I will write a book about this hill. Um <laughs> So this is where I actually paused in my research, mm-hmm. and I just messaged my sister, <laughs> sent her a big, long voice memo of it. Uh, she has the degree in English Lit, studied mm-hmm. in Germany, so I wanted to run it past her to see what her take on it was. <clears throat> right. And what she essentially said is this. Bildung's Roman has a specific literary arc, her words, mm-hmm. uh, with moralistic themes that make it part of the German tradition. Bildung's Roman novels have a specific style and structure, but are part of the larger coming-of-age genre. Okay. So coming-of-age stories have been around for forever, yeah. but Bildung's Roman has a determined structure and core elements that make it a specific type of coming-of-age story. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. In explaining it to me, she brought up the very good point that the categorization of young adult fiction, YA, grew in popularity in the 80s, even though people in writing lit for teens for ages right for forever people didn't just like start suddenly writing stories for young people got a hold of a book and was like wish this was more for me yeah (laughs) i really wish you could tell me about like the trials and tribulations of teendom one team Uh, went i'll do it for you i'll do it for you (laughs) so brave uh so they've always had those right before that one brave teen love that yeah for them 
the categorization and formalization of the genre wasn't established until like the mid to late 20th century. Though. Okay. I think like, there's a really cool path of inquiry there because like there's a lot of history about it. And I think that like the term was first used in like the 20s and then it became a genre because librarians were like, we need a way to organize this shit and right. say in the 60s or something. And then 80s is when the shit really kicked off with it. Okay. Um, but my sister also has a really great post on her bookstagram about YA and like the importance of YA fiction. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to shameless plug your bookish BFF on Instagram. Love it. It's my sister. You should read her shit. So back to Bildung's Roman <laughs> and the distinction between that and the broader category of coming of age. This is a direct quote. A coming of age story is a more generic term for a novel about growing up that can fall into pretty much any genre. A Bildungsroman is a specific literary genre about the growth and education of a character from lost child to mature adult. Okay. So this is where we actually get into, like, the interesting part of Bildungsroman yeah, and yeah. start of the literary nerd shit, which <laughs> I realized was longer than it should have been. I'm enjoying it. Uh, so we know with Bildungsroman, it's not exactly interchangeable with coming of age. Right. So let's talk about the structure and elements that are typically in Bildungsroman. Mm -hmm. So there are four stages. Loss, journey, personal growth through conflict, and maturity. We'll start with loss. Yeah. Typically, this is in the very beginning of the novel and kickstarts the journey for a protagonist or shapes their entire being in some way. It could be the loss of a parent, the end of a significant relationship, or even the end of innocence. Loss can take many forms. Right. Um, and then this is where I pause to go read a short story that I read a while ago about the loss of innocence. <laughs> but the author, who's just like huge in the canon, it's just very heartbreaking. She defended um, J.K. Rowling. Turfness. <laughs> so it's like, uh, big ol' yikes on that one. Yeah. Anyway. Unfortunate. Yeah. So I I didn't bring that. Anyway. It's fair. It's fine. It's fair. I get it. I'm fine. Uh, so next up, we have the journey. This yep. doesn't have to be like physical feet to the road type of journey. It can also right. be metaphorical. The important part is that they gain life experience. Yes. Along the way, they'll experience personal growth through conflict, third part. Mm -hmm. And all stories need conflict, and our protagonists will learn and grow by being challenged and making mistakes. The idea is that they learn from their errors and start to align more with societal expectations. Okay. This is where it is, again, important to call out, this is a very German tradition. <laughs> uh, a lot of traditional children's stories in Germany are about responsibility and societal order. Yeah. Uh, so if you talk about, like, stone soup or... Um, shock-headed Peter, I think. Like, there's a lot. Like, I think that one also has some, like, very troubling racism in it. Um, <laughs> you know, like, we don't. But right, yeah. <laughs> uh, my sister was always telling us about, like, the little folk tales and stuff that, like, Germans tell their kids. And it's about, right. like, well, he didn't eat his soup, so he died. <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> uh, so... The ideal character arc in this growth phase is that they learn to adopt the perspectives of society and find mm -hmm. their place within it. That doesn't capture all of the tales within Bildungsroman, but that's like the general crux right. of it. So then the fourth phase, mm -hmm. uh, maturity. In a typical Bildungsroman, we follow the protagonist from childhood to adulthood, but there are ways to play with this. Yeah. Uh, we're with Justine and Alex for about a week actively, and then we jump ahead for the last few scenes. Right. Uh, but largely we're not seeing her like as a child and then as an adult. However, to argue that we can still lay the outline of a Bildungsroman over the story yeah. to see what fuckery it gets up to in terms of structure and expectation. Yeah. So now that we know the traditional setup, we can talk about Raw yeah. and how it potentially plays with aspects of the genre. Mm -hmm. So starting with loss, yep. Justine goes to vet school, abandoning security and childhood and leaping into the relative unknown. Yeah. She's also like probably two years younger than most people. I don't know exactly like. She's a little younger. She's yeah. 16. And okay. they talk about her like she's like a prodigy kind of. Right. Um, 
excuse me, she's literally dropped off in an empty parking lot in a new city and finds her way from there because her sister did not pick her up. She's like, bye. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But this isn't exactly the catalyst for the rest of the story. It's more about setting than anything else. But I'd argue that her loss occurs when her sister forces her to eat the raw rabbit kidney. That's what I, yeah, was thinking. And that's the moment where her vegetarian morals are in direct contradiction with her actions and she experiences a turning point mentally and physically. Yep. Cue, you know, the bloodlust and rash. Um, the rash. The rash. That is the scratchiest. This it's, is some scratchy Foley. Not only did it look scratchy, the Foley was incredible for this whole mm. movie, um, but also it looked like a sunburn. Yeah. And uh, very unfortunate, but the whole time I kept being like, it's so fun to peel a sunburn. And watching the doctor peel it, I was like, that's satisfying. I know. I was like, ew, but also mm. nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, da, da, da. So... Next up, we have mm-hmm. her setting out on a journey. So yes. we had lost time for journey. Rush week. Yes. Um, there are a series of obstacles and trials that she's largely unaware of until they wake her up at stupid AM and throw her mattress out the window. And I, I know so that- many thoughts about those. Oh yeah. my god! About like the you know emotional trauma. Yeah. yeah. I was like getting so angry and it like wasn't real. Like I was just like, uh-huh. yeah. And I yeah. was like, Nikki, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. And yeah. I was like. I have, like, a visceral reaction against hazing. Yes. And yeah. it's, like, I was in sorority in undergrad, and we did not haze. Like, that was just a thing. Like, we didn't do that. And it it hurts my heart. The the When she's wearing that diaper, that's Ugh. something they actually did at Otterbein. What? Yeah. That was, like... Sorry, Otterbein. Um, sorry, there's something they did at Bleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, never I, will, I will not say what okay. fraternity. That's fucked up. But, yeah, like, no, like, they had to wear, like, costumes, and they had to wear, like, the diaper or this or that, and, like, they had to walk around with that in, like, oh, like for a week. Yeah. Like, longer than that. Yeah. I know some of the fraternities, and I think some of the sororities did a little bit of it. Uh, we were, like, much stricter, but... Um, yeah, some of our yeah. sororities and fraternities were, like, absolutely yeah. not. And then some just, like, would do some wild shit. Yeah. And it was, like, the popular ones. And I yeah. was always like, oh, that ain't for me, dog. It's like the <laughs> pledges had to, like, sleep outside if they were allowed to sleep at all. And, like, they're not allowed to, like, mm-hmm. look in the eye of anyone that's Literally initiated. stuff like that. Yeah. Just, like, you know, doing things that are against what your body needs. Super healthy. It was stuff like that. And I was just like, no. And it, I feel bad because then it gives a bad name to yeah. sororities and fraternities yeah. where I have people like you and, like, other friends who are like, oh, I loved my time in them. And yeah. I'm like unfortunate that uh <laughs> uh there's a fraternity in my hometown where mm-hmm. a few years ago a pledge got his ball hazed off because they were whipping them with towels that had things in them they hit him in the testicles and he lost the ball not funny no but also Horrific. wild yeah wild how and, and i think that fraternity is back on campus now like they had like a four-year suspension i think yeah. so basically sure out. hazing freaks me out yeah so watching this i was like i hated it Mm -mm. and it's not just sorry we're on a tangent no yeah it's not just the fact that it's not what your body needs at the time it's not great blah blah but they're at this vet school that's already hard Mm -hmm. and then they're like oh you're struggling go grab your mattress because we threw it on the fucking lawn yep and then teachers are like how come you're tired how come you're doing all this and it's like because i'm getting hazed aggressively and it's like it wasn't real and i was still like it's not fair for their education no and that <laughs> i pro- was pissed that professor that was like i want you to fail because you make other people feel bad about themselves i was like, like i already see one mistake <laughs> i was like, I'll punch you. i wanted to throw hands there were a lot of times where people just made me so mad and it yeah. wasn't even 
like the point of the part that no. we're supposed to be mad about. And I was like, I'll kill that man. It's like, yeah, there's cannibalism, but that professor was really shitty. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I had to get off on the tangent. No, you please. said hazing. And I was like, it had a reaction in me. Yeah. Deep, deep rage within me bubbled up. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> You're like, I was like, to get I'm out. having a lot of emotions. <laughs> Like, yeah, I know she ate someone, but relax. Yeah. With the hazing. Can we talk about the mattress first? (laughs) I'm so mad about that. Watching her try to get the mattress up the stairs. I'm like, babe, I get it. she kicks off the heels and she's like, (laughs) I was like, girl, just lay down on the lawn. Yeah. (laughs) You deserve that. You deserve that, yeah. I would have had a backup mattress. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, listen, I'm bringing two mattresses, mom. (laughs) I'd be like, well, at least I have my egg crate. (laughs) All right, continue. <sighs> okay. So, um, like, the mattress thing was actually before the kidney, but it doesn't matter because, but like, still. it's part of her journey. Right. And some folks will actually use a three-element structure for mm-hmm. the Lungs Roman instead of four. Instead of having loss and journey be discrete, separate parts, they are blended together into setup. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, to me, it's okay to be like, eh, yeah. it's kind of murky well, in and that. and I think they threw her mattress out twice. Oh, do they? Yeah. Not um, well. They destroy her room yeah. and throw it around. Then they throw it outside. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. it's all part of the setup. Like, yeah, they do a bunch of stuff. They do a lot of stuff. A lot I. Of stuff. We can talk about this later if we want, but I'm just wondering: was she actually being beaten when she was underneath her blanket? Because I have never notes seen on that. Okay. So I I think maybe we can get to it when we, we get to later. horror because I had some notes that I think will also potentially play into a trope that I thought was in there but Ooh. I needed to ask you okay so we'll I'm get excited. there okay while she's on her journey yes or in the setup phase, her journey yeah. right after the setup phase she will face conflict in theory this will lead to personal growth in a way <laughs> and this is where I really think the story starts to push against the boundaries of the genre and subvert expectations or follow them to their darkest conclusion right so she develops a hunger, several, but primarily a hunger for the flesh. Chicken will do, but human is ideal. Uh, she is exposed to the world of sex, drugs, and alternative music at the same time that this bloody hunger is awakened. So we see the pairing of different forms of deviance. Yeah. I couldn't say rock and roll. It wasn't rock. It was alternative. I was just sitting here and, you know, <laughs> this joke came to my mind and I said, get it out before it poisons yeah, yeah. you. Uh-huh. Um, you know that book that's like chicken soup for the soul? Yeah. I was like, what if they made one for her? And it was like raw chicken cutlet for the soul. <laughs> Please. I <laughs> like if they were like, t-shirt. listen, we know that you're not a, a normal girl. You're not a regular girl. Mm-hmm. I'm you're not like other girls. <laughs> so they're like, we have a book just for you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like a raw cutlet. It's like, for the soul. Amazing. I'll make that cover. Please. I'll work on that. Thank you. <laughs> Much breach. Okay, that's it. I just had to get it out. <clears throat> I appreciate that. Thank you. I was yeah. burning a hole in here. Amazing. My brain. <laughs> so uh, we see that she has this like hunger awakened inside and it is almost always paired with like different forms of quote-unquote deviance or right. like sexuality so we spend the bulk of this movie in this growth through conflict phase yeah uh so when i was first thinking through it i thought that she just kept butting up against conflict like a fish against right. glass like she strikes against cultural norms and public decency and gets rebuffed continually but i was reminded by an interview with the actress that plays justine she really does try to fight those impulses. Right. And I know that when I was watching it, that got like bumped down the list by all the other things that were happening. I know. But when Alex kills the motorists to eat them, Justine is like, I'm the boring sister that does not eat people and I'm staying that she's way. Like, How dare you? I would never. No, she's like, spit that out. <laughs> she's like, I wouldn't. Unless. 
so to look at the general trend line of her trials and tribulations, mm-hmm. she is tempted, she succumbs, she tries to tempt, she's denied, she lashes out, she restrains herself, she is tempted again, and this time she denies an urge she finds repugnant and morally based. Right. Then she wakes up to find Adrian dead, <laughs> and she's horrified, thinking no. that she killed him when she was overcome. And then she uh, realizes her sister actually killed a Namdan Adrian. I'm not going to say his name right. I'm just not. Uh, and she <laughs> faces another dilemma. Yeah. Uh, she could kill her sister or help her. Right. And we see her choose family over law in this mm-hmm. moment. But then later her sister's in prison. So maybe taking a shower after doing a murder isn't enough to cover your tracks? Probably not. I'm guessing not. <laughs> uh, and then the final stage of a Bildungsroman is, of course, reaching maturity. And I think mm-hmm. this is where Ross spin thing, spins things around a little extra. Yeah. So we, first of all, like, get that role reversal in the power dynamic between right. Alex and Justine. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, Alex had always been, like, the powerful, like, force of nature type right. one of, like, I'm your bigger sister. I'm going to bully you. But no one else can't. Well, they can because they're hazing you. Right. But I'm going to bully the shit out of you. I'm going to make your life kind of hard. But I'm also going to, like, be there for you and try yeah. to give you a bikini wax. And Like, she's there for her. But kind of in the harshest way you can be yes. there for someone. Yes. It's in that a- tough love. It's the, like. Oh, yeah. I'll be tough on you, but nobody else can do it yep. like I can, you know? Yeah. And I'm not going to say it's healthy support. No. But <laughs> there is definitely, like, a love between those sisters. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I had to hiccup. It happens. And in that moment, Alex is just, like, in shock, yeah. probably. And Justine is like, okay, well, I'm going to, like, wash the blood off of both of us, but primarily you. Right. And so in that moment, she becomes the caretaker mm-hmm. instead of Alex being the caretaker. And then that is strengthened, like that arc is strengthened by the moment at the table with her father. Right. So in the very last scene, the father reveals... Whirlwind. Yeah. That this lust for human flesh is actually an inheritance from their mother. And the parents blame themselves for not being honest and preparing the girls for the world. But the father says that Justine will find her solution. In this moment, expectation is turned on its head. Yeah. We thought the father would be aghast in knowing that his two daughters have some bloodlust issues. Uh, however, he accepts blame for keeping his daughters in the dark and focuses on Justine's future as a member of society. Right. The whole cannibalism complication suddenly shifts from teenage rebellion and lack of control into a condition connected to her family. Yeah. Something that her matriarch has managed. So she's stepping out of her childhood into adulthood. Right. She must, like, find a path like her mother did. Yeah. And, you know, adults manage their desires to eat the people near them. So she needs to put on her big girl pants and find her solution for her need to consume human flesh like her mother did. And we don't see her full and complete journey into maturity, but we see right. this door open to her future as an adult in society. Dark as shit, but it's still like... But it's... Society is managing your desire to eat the people around you. Right. And we're left to ponder the consequences should she take that path. So this is why I think it's so fascinating. Because it could just... We could just say coming of age. Like, this is a coming of age story right. that's easy to like, map this onto. And it's described onto. as that yeah. a lot. I think it's extra fun yeah. when we take a Bildungsroman and say, like, okay, well, the structure of this is supposed to be about, like, acceptance in society, maturity, mm-hmm. like, from lost adult or lost child to mature adult. Right. Well, she did go from lost child to mature adult, but not in the way one would hope. Right. And so what does that mean when she does try to fit into society right. through, like, managing her cravings? <laughs> it's, like, it's interesting that it's it's done like what what is it called Bildung's uh, Roman it's done like that mm-hmm. and it follows the the like how it you know everything it's supposed to do it just does it in the creepiest darkest scariest yes. way possible and I love it it's like what if her journey 
and like conflict involved wanting to bite the necks of people dancing around her. Okay, what if her sister killed a motorist and she had to decide in that moment what she right. was going to do? Like all these things, and I'm just like, it takes everything to its darkest logical conclusion. And I think that's very sexy. I of think it. it's so cool. Yeah. And I think it's so fun because like if you took this movie and you replaced all of these really horrible things with like my sister smoked a cigarette yeah. and I didn't want to. You could turn this into like a PSA made yeah. in like the 80s. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you could you could make a classic like I don't do drugs mm-hmm. unless like it could be something like that but instead the director was like what if it was cannabis? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I love that so bold. And I love that. So that's Nerd Corner. That's so good. <laughs> I hope it was interesting in the end. No, that was so fun. As soon as you described like the steps when you were like oh mm-hmm. first it's this and that i kept being like uh-huh well it's got that and then uh-huh. i was i was on board thank you thank you no that was so good because it's described as a coming of age mm-hmm. in most of the descriptions like when you read it it'll be like a coming of age tale and you're always like yeah <laughs> but they're not wrong yeah so it is and that's why um, i'm kind of like ginger snaps it is and we talked about that with ginger snaps yeah. we're like it's really just puberty and this it's this hilarious situation because ginger snaps if you haven't seen it is kind of humorous so it's this yeah. whole situation of like she's got her period but she's turning into a werewolf as well yes but there are jokes in there where she's like yeah. oh my god my monthlies and yep. then she's also like eating dogs like <laughs> yeah or like the cake that is just yes. like so menstrual <laughs> and it's just in this movie has so many moments like that which is i understand now why they compare it to the suspiria and ginger yeah. snaps because it has the the wild like mundane kind of coming of age b- building blocks yeah but then it has the wild fucking blood and artistic shots like yeah. suspiria and it's like you mix them together they did a great job uh, d- yeah Woo! yeah <laughs> you nailed it that was great thank you <laughs> So that's society. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk about horror because I do talk about the thing that you brought yes, up. Yes, I want to know. Well, many times actually okay. in different moments. So mm-hmm. um, I'll get to my notes. Nice. Are we ready? Way. <sighs> okay. Gotta find my notes. Just kidding. They're right here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one thing that this movie does is I love is the music. Is <laughs> like it goes from like nothing to the wildest electronic like dance French rap like yeah <laughs> and there's kind of like a very rare in between yeah but I love it I was listening to some of the French rap earlier I listen to it all the time yeah. ever since I watched this movie the first time a few years ago I put it it's on our Monster Heights playlist a lot amazing <laughs> a lot of the songs are on there they get skipped a lot because I get it I get it <laughs> fine but I put them on there nice um it's a uh, Oh, I have to look at the name. I think it's Ortiz is the name. Yes, that's the one I listened to They're again. They're so good. Their whole yeah. album is incredible. Yeah, it's like um, pute, tut, pute, pute, something. Anyway. Yeah, if you ever look, mm, I have the entire album yeah. saved on my spot. It's so good. Um, so I said I like the quiet start. I love that it has that start with the... Because I think we're supposed to assume that that's Justine? Yeah, so I think. as I was watching, every single time I was like, okay, is that... Like, I was checking the car, because we yes. see the car, and there are, like, three different car accidents yeah. of the same type, and right. I think all of them are different cars. I and think so, too. I think, to me, like, I pondered this for a while, my understanding of it is that that's Alex before Justine gets to campus. I think so, too. Because we see that one where she's on the bus, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think that is supposed to be something that Alex did, and now she's gone, obviously, yeah. and those people are still in the car, 
Um, and then that one we see in the very beginning, you said it's supposed to be Alex before That's what she think. gets there. That's because I mean, the way she walked was so confident and kind of like that cocky swagger. And it made that sense Alex too. Has. Yeah. It made, it made sense once you see the end. Yeah. Cause at first after watching like 20, 30 minutes, I was like, Oh, I bet that that's like her solution. Yeah. And she does that now, you know? But then once it ends and she's like, Oh, you have to find your solution. I was like, well, that's probably not her then. Cause yeah. that's Alex's solution. Yeah. So I think you're right. Yeah. But I love it. it. It's so quiet. And then there's this loud car crash. And it's so unsettling. And then you watch this person in the road just get up and be like, okay. And you have no idea what the fuck this movie's about. Like, if you don't know anything, yeah. you would be like, what? And I do my best to go in not knowing anything right. about movies. <laughs> and if you are watching this and you watch it for the very first time and you see that scene, you're going to be like, what? Yeah. And I love that. I love when movies start yeah. with a kick to the gut yeah. <laughs> like here we go <laughs> the opener reminded me somewhat of like stoker and black coat's daughter it reminded me a lot of black coat's daughter yeah. and i was like yeah okay yeah. i love it love that vibe yeah um and i love it because then it cuts to something so mundane after that of just her being like mashed potatoes please i think i think that's a relatively early scene yeah, after that it is um and i love it because it's so quick and so I don't want to say boring, but like it, it's so like, okay, whatever. And I'm like, what? How are these two things going to be related? Mm -hmm. So it's great. And then she's got the meatball. And I said, no meat for you. I said, the hidden meatball comes for us all. (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought that was great. Because she has this whole meatball and she's like, bleh. (laughs) And I'm just like, did you bite it? And she's like, no. Which... Obviously, knowing the end, that scene is so much spookier. Because yeah. the mom's like, did you bite it? And she's like, no. And I'm like, who cares? Even if she did. Like, yeah. whatever. And now I'm like, oh, my God. Her lust. Yeah. Her lust for me. Yeah. She's like, there's not enough of your father to share. Right? <laughs> it's like, you're going to have to find your own meat man. Um, oh, meat man. Meat <laughs> man. And then I fucked up because I wrote, French med school is no joke. <laughs> and then there's a, a horse. And you're like, oh, it literally- they have a different... Way of learning, don't they? <laughs> Cut to the horse. And I went, oh, that's weird, but okay. <laughs> it's like, thought they had different bodies. Um, so, but still, I said the French med school hazing is no joke. Change med school to, to bed and also change French to Belgium, whatever. Yeah. You're fine. It's um, Franco-Belgian. And I said, I'm all, I'm so angry about this hazing. What a fucking dumb school. I was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. Um, grabbed that meat with her bare hands. That part killed me. Beach and I mean, I think fingers. it's important that she goes so feral for it because yeah. it's supposed to be opening us up to this like, what the fuck? You know? And this is after she's eaten the liver. Yeah. Which she ate that liver. Her her sister did it so easily. Yeah. And you're supposed to just be like, well, you know, she's been here, whatever. Yeah. And then she eats it and she's like, I'm dying. <laughs> she yeah. loved it. She um, loved it. But then, yeah, that gives her that immediate taste for meat she gets the shawarma with um adrian and she's like hell yeah (laughs) this creepy man is like hitting on both of them yeah and one it's gross but two i find it interesting that she was so distracted by this thing that she had never experienced that this man was being as creepy as hell and she was like i'm gonna keep eating the meat like just (laughs) touching adrian's ears like his face and she's like but this is chicken and she's like i don't know if you know but she's just like a feral animal eating meat off a stick and it's so intense that this man is like i'm gonna go yeah (laughs) and i think that's lovely um (laughs) uh 
grab that me with her bare hands. She's a little weirdo. She steals the hamburger. We're starting to get into Hamburglar. Like, yes. Yeah, she's the hamburglar. <laughs> but she's getting into that like, I can't control this. Like, yeah. I think that that's supposed to be why she digs so deep. It's I like mean, the impulse that just suddenly yeah. strikes and she's like, and it's, ugh. it's that moment of like, I can't control this. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I think when she reaches in and she's so desperate and she's reaching really far and we made fun of it at first because it's hilarious one she gets so deep in there even though there's tongs i think it's supposed to look wild because it's supposed to be like i have no common sense i'm just driven by meat Mm -hmm. um yeah which is cool i I, just you know dating in my 20s (laughs) (laughs) so sorry driven by meat (laughs) just impulse (laughs) so sorry driven by meat killed me just now (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> My next favorite thing, other than me, her being driven by me. Um, I, I said that I loved uh, the really intense red lighting. Oh, Which yeah. is, I think, very purposeful because it happens really quick shifts sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so great. You know, I'm a sucker for quick red shifts. Mm-hmm. Who isn't? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I love mm-hmm. a red shift. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's, it's funny cause this movie does this really cool thing where it, like it keeps that warm kind of like mostly dorm kind of lighting, but like, it's so warm and usually that's very inviting. Yeah. And it's just not, it's, it's happening at moments that you're like, no, thank you. Um, but it has these great moments of like little flecks of red or the entire shot being mm-hmm. red. And I think that that's supposed to be the, the slow descent into like. I can't control this. Like, yeah. I almost feel like they give us the most red when she's having her strongest impulses. Like, when she's grabbing the meat. I mean, it's very red and, like, it's just it's just interesting. And it happens a lot. Like, when they leave the hospital after her sister's finger, there's, like, little red windows all over the hospital. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. There's and it's great. Also that moment with the old fella in the waiting room. So, like, she's yes. waiting with her parents. Like, she's just, like, eh, smiles right. at the old man. That's like, they're making too much eye contact with each other. Both yes. of them are making too much eye contact. And he, like, kicks out his dentures a little bit yeah. to freak her out. And she's right. like, ooh. And he laughs. And then the lights switch. shift to red. Yeah. And they shift to red right when her sister is coming out of the hospital mm-hmm. room and is in the wheelchair. And she's like, mm, yeah, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, it's this moment of, like, Oh shit! What I know what I did. Like it's, she's so distracted by this man being like, Rah. yeah. And then all of a sudden she has to remember what just happened, and it's, it's so good. And then the moment before she becomes the most aggressive member of the Blue Man Group, yes! she <laughs> walks out of her dorm room into a hall lit with red, yep. and then goes into the room and gets splashed blue. But for right. me, I was like, oh, is this like birth? Like is she like coming into her own? And it's like, oh. <laughs> and again, I think that's so cool because it's her going to this party that's just a party but she i think because of the red even though nothing is said or specifically mentioned we can tell like well she got meat on the brain you know like and so this movie does not have that much dialogue either Mm -mm. less than others i would say at least it's more just ambiance and like yeah urges and just vibes vibes yeah it's it's just interesting and lights and images and sounds sorry i got stuck in my brain but it is it feels like Kind of like how Black Coat's daughter felt like, mm. um, like almost just like portraiture and like shots yeah. and stills. This one almost felt like a, like a silent film or like paintings. Like I felt like there were so many moments where it would just look like a painting of somebody, 
And then all of a sudden it would be gruesome. But that reminded me of like Renaissance paintings that you would have like back in the day where yeah. there's that amazing, oh, I wish I could remember the artist, but there's that amazing painting of the, the woman beheading that man. Yeah. And it reminded me of that where there's so much carelessness and kind of uh, monotony to murder. Yeah. <laughs> and it reminded me of like, old timey like medieval renaissance kind of works of art where they're just like yeah well you gotta kill him <laughs> and it's like it's like it's in her brain she can't yeah do anything about it something you said reminded me of like one of this you said like yeah Porkster, and i was like well one of the images that they frequently share with this mm-hmm. film look at her eyebrows and her, the like angle of her eyes and tell me that this is not a little bit nick cage No, she absolutely has some Nick Cage vibes. I'm loving it. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Anyway. <laughs> and that man looks like a Renaissance painting all his own. So really. Yeah. Circle. <laughs> Full circle. Um, I said the theme of red around her, obviously. The mouth sounds. And, and fully in this movie in general. But the mouth sounds are yeah. always so intense. And I was like, yes. Um, I think that's another reason that we have less dialogue is because it's so focused on like the intense bites she takes of this meat and like the gross out yeah. kind of feature. But because it's so earned, I'm not mad, you know? And I There's, feel like there are so many moments where it's like, it's not a scene with humans. It's like an animal in the morgue or right. like a horse on a treadmill or right. like an animal removing its own morgue cloth for yeah. some reason Who knows? before she does her mirror gyrations, <laughs> you know? But, um, so much of this film isn't dialogue because mm-hmm. it's like images and snapshots and like symbolism yeah. with like an amazing score. Like yeah. the score itself of like the so discordant and like, oh, it's so good. The music in this fits really well. And actually, I think the next thing I got to was, um, well, she takes that bite of the chicken. That is one of our first kind of like, okay, there's something going on here. Because at first she's just eating meat and you're like, well, she's wild for meat. Yeah. And then it's the raw, you know, chicken bite. And it's, that's where the mouth sounds come from. She bites in and it's like squelching. And I'm like, what are we getting into? Um, then she has the hair chewing. Let me just say, mm. I have this thing. I don't like hair chewing. And kids do it a lot. I can't. I can't. I can't yeah. watch people chew their hair. I can't think about it too long grosses me out so i said the hair chewing grossed me out more than the meat doesn't matter what scene of meat we're talking about when she chews her hair i was like i'm out i'm out to me when she's pulling hair out of her throat that's when i lost it that's when i stopped um i so i have like this rule of like when i need to cut my hair Mm -hmm. because several times in my life I've been, like, laying on my side or something and, like, inhaled deeply, either laughing or crying. Sucked up some hair. No, like, my hair got sucked down my throat and I had to pull my hair out of my throat. And then every single time I was like, I need to get my hair time cut. To, time to cut it. Yeah. And it's, so, like, it's getting dangerously long now, so I have to be, like, it's careful to time. keep it away from my mouth. <laughs> but I, honestly, when she was, like, pulling it out, I went, that's pretty gross. <laughs> I would rather watch her do that than chew on it. No, 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 I no, was, no, 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 We're on different sides of this. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but I was disgusted because she's having a conversation with like one of the professors and she's just like, yep. and I'm like, stop it. And she just keeps getting deeper and deeper at first, mm-hmm. like the ends mm-hmm. and then it's like halfway up and it's like, girl. <laughs> I was like, no. Um, and this is where we get into what the trope that I was talking about mm. and like whether or not this fits or I feel like it might be a little bit open in, to interpretation and up you decide 
I think we have a lot of like the unreliable narrator yeah. thing happening. Okay. Because that thing with the hair, I just don't think that that happened. Yeah. But, but again, I'm like, I think it's vague enough that you can kind of make up your mind. Yeah. But when she's pulling it out, it's too much hair. That's too much hair. That's too much hair. I put in my notes, I was like, ma'am, did you eat a wig? <laughs> <laughs> all that extra air from evil dead she yes! was like <laughs> she was slurping on it like spaghetti yeah it's like that's where all the wigs went oh god but yeah i it's an ungodly amount of hair and that's why i was like this can't be happening but then again they don't tell you one way or the other so i was like maybe i think that these moments are supposed to be like her guilt manifesting yeah. in like sort of like a like a hallucination yeah because is that moment the moment that that girl is like, use two fingers, yeah. it's easier. So I think she's just throwing up. Yeah. I think she's just actually she's just genuinely like just sick. Dry heaving yeah. or retching or like I, something. But... I don't think that there's actually hair. But in her mind, she's like, I was chewing on my hair. I want people. I want to eat people. Let's get this out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it was right after she lied about yes. like, or like told something. She did something that yeah. like, obviously, yeah. So I think we get a lot of those moments and... We'll get there soon, obviously. Um, the lack of music in most scenes is also really good, adds to the ambiance and the sense of like impending doom. Because it's like, we've talked about it before, where it's like you want something to break up these awkward moments, but they won't let you have it. And it's a lot like when they, when they like stay on a shot too long, that's really gross, but you're like, please look away and they won't. And it's the same thing with music. Like she's sitting there yeah. eating this stuff and it sounds so gross. And you're like, just give me some techno. And they're like, yeah. not today. Uh-uh. And, and then that's when, great. <laughs> and when they do give us techno, it's someone licking someone else's eyeball. Yes. And her in the background looking hornier than any. I've, I've never seen, seen anybody look that horny. No. <laughs> For no. eyeball licking. Or ever in general. <sighs> um, but yeah, like. And that's another moment that I don't think is real. Like, and we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but they do it a lot with the lack of music. And then it'll abruptly cut to, like, some really intense music. Yeah. And instead of making you feel better, it somehow makes you feel worse. And you're like, now I wish it was quiet again. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> it's, it's really good. Like, I've had some time to think about what I said I wanted. And I realized that I may have been incorrect. I would like something else, please, now. Yeah, you're like, I, I may have made uh-huh. a rash decision. <laughs> rash decision. Uh-huh. She's um, <laughs> and now we're at the part with, like, the bikini waxing and the finger. We've already mm. talked about it a little bit. Where she is... I love that it starts off as this really nice bonding moment. Yeah. And we talked about it already. It's not necessarily healthy bonding. But it's it's their bonding. It's, it's whatever, their bonding. You know? It's their... They're sisterly bonding. I have a note about sister bonding later. Oh, really? You go. (laughs) But when they're doing this bikini wax and like, Justine doesn't really want it, but Alex is like, I did it. You can do it, you know? And then we have this moment of like a sister fighting back that would not seem that weird. But this time there were scissors involved and Alex's fingers Don't kick with scissors. You do not kick with scissors, okay? So she gives a little kick. Alex's fingers cut off. She does a little whoop and faints. Which you wouldn't <laughs> expect her being in vet school. Right. But she's like, my blood? No, thank you. A lot of people are like that, yeah, though. Which is so... Yeah. Which I guess is, like, fair. Like, right? I'm not actually judging I'm like, it. I get but, it. Yeah. But she's, you know, she's out. She's out cold. Yeah. And they have this amazing shot. And this is where I was talking about... First, I'll make my little joke. Because I said, this is a little joke, joke question for you. Would you ever forgive your sister if you, you know, caused your finger to be cut off and then also she ate it? 
Would you forgive her? I feel like she would have to have, like, I feel like she would have a very good reason. Okay. Even if it was just, my children were very stressful today. I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. Okay. And that's good to know. I yeah. have a sister. So yeah. I was like, this will be a little question for Kate. Well, I have a note for you on that. Oh, perfect. Please. So it's when uh, they're fighting mm-hmm. and everyone's watching. It's like Justine chases. They're biting each other's arms, staring into each other's eyes. Sister bonding, right? Nikki, you're an only child. But I have to say this is pretty true to form in terms of sister bonding and disagreements. <laughs> This is incredible. <laughs> Spending so much time with like sisters lately has been wild for me. Yeah. Because I'll sit there and I'll be like, oh my God, they're like really fighting. And then they'll be like, oh no, that's just like what sisters do. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh. Don't give me mean like a sister. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> somebody the other day said something so funny to me. It was either one of my students or it was, I think it was one of the students. But I said something about like, oh yeah, well I'm an only child. And they went, yeah, that tracks for you. Only child, only children are freaks. And I went, um, okay. And I went, well, Mr. Totterin's also, uh, you know, an only child. They went, yeah, yeah, we clocked that. <laughs> like, oh. Kids are mean. <laughs> Kids are mean. So we're not without our own freakish things. No. Um, Two sisters eating blood, bonding the only way sisters can. Yeah, so we're going to talk about how you ate my finger, you little freak, always stealing my shit. Like, the number of times my sister thought I took her shirt because I did. But then she <laughs> stole my scarf. <laughs> because I did. You can't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've said something exactly like that before and it killed me. I mean, I did take it, but so what? (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm over here as an only child and the only fun I knew was I had one little inflatable ball and I would bounce it outside for hours alone. And everyone's like, what were you doing? I said, bouncing the ball. And they were like, yeah, "Yeah, but what game? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. I was just bouncing the ball. I was bouncing the ball. As an only child, (laughs) this was my fun. I didn't have a sandbox. I had a bucket of sand that my dad used for construction in the back of his truck. Uh I would just dig in it with my bare hands for hours. Yeah, yeah. You make your own fun. (laughs) I wish I had a (laughs) sandbox. Maybe I wouldn't. This kid was right. I'm a freak. So, like... (laughs) preface i love my sister more than life itself like i love my sister so much yeah we were so mean to each other like growing up with an older sister in the 90s is hearing none of your beeswax like until it stops having meaning if it ever did or like you're like just you to the death unfairness like i spun you in the chair for five minutes and then i said now it's my turn and then you said none of my beeswax which doesn't fit in the circumstances and walked away this is unfair this is incredible. I love hearing the stories of siblings because it's like, I'll never relate to this, yeah. but it is endless entertainment for me. And that's why I'm like, we can trade these stories back and forth yep. forever. I yep. love it. So you would forgive your sister. I love that. Yeah. Um, now I'll get to the horror part of it. Okay. 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 The music for the part where she's eating the finger is so perfectly matched, oh. but in a way that you wouldn't expect because it's this like, it fits it's it's a slightly like dim warm lighting too yeah so it feels like it should be inviting because usually this yellow orange light is like oh i love it Mm -hmm. but no not in this moment she's literally eating her sister's finger and it's this it's this sense of like one urgency because you're like help your sister she's bleeding on the ground Mm -hmm. and she's not doing anything then she's eating her finger and you're like i hate this And you can see her sister in the background. So then you have this impending doom of like, is she going to wake up? Is she going to see this? Which she does. She does. There's so many emotions in this scene. So many. It's so short. And they've got the warm lighting. It feels so long. Yes, it feels so long. long. And they do give you music. This isn't quiet. But the music has this weird unsettling, it shouldn't match, but it matches. And like, 
the warm lighting, like yeah, the warm lighting gives you this feeling of I should feel calmed right now, but you're doing this in a place that I should feel safe and I'm not now. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it so interesting and cool. Um, and I said, uh, oh blah blah, where was I? Oh, the music with the part where she's eating it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then when she sits up and she sees her eating her finger, I said her blank stare says it all. So you think. You think it does. And that's why that's so good. Yeah. Because we don't know about, we may have already spoiled it, obviously, but her sister also is like a cannibal, yeah. her mom and everything. But at this point in the movie, you don't know that. So when she sits up and sees her eat this finger, you're supposed to see this blank stare and be like, oh my God, I would do the same thing. I would be so taken aback. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. You wake up and your sister's chowing down on your digit. Yes. And you're just, like, full of horror. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. this is not the person I knew. But instead it's, oh, she's like me. Little yes. So this moment of, like, she's she's scared like me. Instead uh-huh. it's a moment of realization and, like, a bonding moment that you don't realize until later. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, now that scene's more fucked. <laughs> you thought you got a brief respite from the freakishness of that scene. <laughs> You're wrong. I have two notes on that scene. Please. Please don't eat your sister's finger. Please don't. Gentle acoustic while she evaluates the inside of her sister's finger. It's so gentle. <laughs> it's so and gentle. Like, <laughs> and it, oh. oh, God. She really chows. She really goes in there. So, uh, I, yeah. a vegan, was like, like a chicken wing. I don't know if that's accurate. I've never had a chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not that wrong. Yeah, okay. I think I can see that. Because she's like gnawing really around the on bone. bone, but if I did, yeah, she's working around the bone yeah. on it. It's like a yeah. corn on the cob. You she know? also skips the nail polish. Good, yeah, good. That's probably toxic. Yeah, and that's just gross. No. <laughs> I draw the line somewhere. Dad, you know, <laughs> listen, I won't eat nail polish. <laughs> Sister's finger, huh? flesh, like... yes, polish, no. <laughs> you know the rule. Yeah, um, that old then... ditty. <laughs> We already talked about the red light with the guy at the hospital, mm-hmm. which I already, I guess I don't need to talk about what we already did. Um, I guess that moment is also really important because there's that shift because we know that her sister knows. So quick. Her sister comes out. Well, I guess we don't know yet. We know that her sister knows, but we don't know that her sister also is a cannibal. That was it. Yeah. So you think that that light is a shift of like, oh my God, now she has to hide this from her sister, but she can't. When really that shift is... Welcome to my hell, world, sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, then we have an amazing quote from, I believe, the dad, I think. He says, never have two girls. It's too hard. <laughs> Close. Uh, <laughs> this is, an animal that's tasted human flesh will bite again. Oh. And that's like my favorite line in yeah. this movie. Because again, we don't get that much dialogue. And if we do, it's usually just a casual back and forth. Yeah. Or it's a very important line. So you don't really have too much in between. It's either like just a conversation to get scenes moving or you get something that's like a bombshell and you're like, what the fuck? And this moment felt like the bombshell moment because it's setting you up for what's going to happen for the rest of this movie. Yeah. And I think it's the dad because they're talking about... You're absolutely right. Yeah. They're talking about the dog. Right? Yeah. Yes. They're talking about the dog because they lied and they said the dog ate the finger and they're saying like, oh, well, you know what happens when an animal tastes human flesh. You got to put it down. And then he says the quote, yeah, an animal that's tasted human flesh will bite again. And that's her. And we know it's her. So in our minds, we're like, oh my God, he's talking about her, but he doesn't even know it. No. Fuck. So that's an incredible moment. And I said, it tells us exactly what's about to happen. Um, And then there was the the car crash that her sister causes. And my note was, well, that's awful. (laughs) 
I have her sister like was it. snogging his brain. <laughs> we so had we, different reactions. We had different moments. <laughs> She's like, well, that's awful. <laughs> oh, God. I find that unpalatable. <laughs> and then at first she causes his car accident. And on my note, well, that's awful, was before she went to go nom on him, right? And then I went, oh, she eats it too. <laughs> I was like, what? Because I had forgotten everything about this movie. Yeah. I had seen it and I still was like, what? So I said, this is a wild turn of events. Her shock wasn't because she felt betrayed. It's because she felt connected to her sister. Uh-huh. And that's when you realize and everything changes. Everything changes. How when dare they, How dare they do this to me? Okay, how do you feel? You hate twists. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so mad because they got me. Yeah. But like, okay, so my thought going into mm-hmm. it, as soon as she's like, we have to talk, and then they're in a ditch, and it, she's like, I thought we said to talk. Talk about what? I know she's like, you're the one that's like, she's like, shut up. Like, it's just gaslighting, sister yes. gaslighting. But casual. Then, casual, you know, as it is. And it, then I was like, oh, okay, so it's, Alex that is realizing that she needs to protect her sister. Right. So even though she's not a flesh eater, she will kill people so that Justine has right. something to eat. And I was like, oh, sisterly love. Like, love that's crazy it. that that's what this is about. And then she comes out with, you know, blood down and her she's chin. Like, and I was like, oh, she likes yum. it too. Huh. <laughs> that's what I wrote. I said, oh, she eats it too. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's amazing because we have that moment. Yeah. And the last thing we see of those two together is just her walking away. Yeah. While Alex is like, but the meat, you know? And then the next scene we have of them together is so good because it is another moment of, like, hazing or something. And they're making all of the rookies sing. That I did not understand. What? Just it didn't, like... Sorry, you go on. I'll have my moment. Well, I think it's just, it's just another moment of hazing where they're like, sing. It, it felt like a... It felt like Catholic Church to me because they're like, sing, stand up, sit down, sit down, sing, you know. Kneel, but not yet. Exactly. So they're doing this whole thing and there's a moment where like they're all singing whatever they're singing and Alex is up with the um, like second years or whatever. The elders. And, uh, oh, Justine, Justine is just staring and not singing. And at first you're like, what the fuck is she doing? And then you see Alex is up there and Alex is like, what's up? Staring right back at her. And they're just staring this entire time. And it's like, there's nobody else in the room. These two cannibals are just chilling. Yeah. Ew. I love that moment yeah. so much, though. <laughs> it it just freaked me out. I don't know why. It, it like, got me. What were you yeah. going to say about it, though? No, mine is very much like a, a me issue, where it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, how did they get there? Why are they standing up and then kneeling? And why are some people making sounds like they've failed a test when they're holding trays of food that's not trying to run away? And they're singing. Like, to me, that's just very much, like, do two things at the same time. Yeah, I have no idea what the hazing was actually supposed to yeah. be. But I was like, it's I, some bullshit hazing that I'm not supposed to understand. I get very hung up on the purpose of things, where it's like, why would you have them do that? If you're hazing them, at least See, make them do something hard. At first, I thought, because they had food, right? Yeah. My thought was that they weren't allowed to eat. Yeah. And, like, they had to keep it on the floor. And they had to sing the song. It was like a Simon Says stupid thing, where, like, they had to do all these things before they could, like eat but I that makes know. way more sense but that was my only guess because i couldn't tell if they all had food i was like i don't know i was trying to piece together like i was trying to form patterns like i've been playing too much nancy <laughs> drew be- and uh, i just got stuck it out. <laughs> i was like they're doing something yeah and then my next my next note was just i love this song i love ortiz yeah <laughs> i do but this is so good um the moment of her kissing the mirror this is when we're getting more deep into, like, her other hunger of, like... Her sexuality. I want to have sex. Like, yeah. <laughs> interesting. 
I said, I love this moment of her kissing the mirror and dancing. It's not sexy. It's not meant to sexualize her. It's more about her mental state and watching her give in to the things that she's denied herself for like her whole life and like things that have been denied to her or things she just didn't know she wanted. Yeah. So it's not always things that she wasn't allowed to have. It's just things that she didn't know she wanted. So I thought that was a really cool moment because she's like kissing the mirror and she's dancing, but she's like kind of sweaty. Her hair is a little stringy. She's got lipstick all over. It's not sexy. You know, like I wouldn't watch that scene and be like, dang, I feel like they're really taking advantage of her or like something like that. It's her own thing. Like she's dancing for her. Yeah. It's like one of those moments I have to imagine, like that moment when you realize what horniness is and you're feeling it. And then she's just like, I'm vibing with this. And she's just kind of like exploring sexuality on her own to be Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be like a man eater. Not literally, but But later, literally. Literally, literally. literally. I don't think at the moment she intended literally. Yeah. But then she like smears the lipstick like blood and yes. I'm like hmm? yeah. foreshadowing much. And that but was such a cool to me that is just like too. such a moment of her like suddenly experiencing all of these things and being like, what does that feel like? What does yeah. it look like? And I love it because it's it's a whole moment for her. Um, I feel like we've had a lot of moments where it's like, how is she reacting to this with her sister, her classmates, her parents? And then finally this moment is just her her experiencing something for herself. And it's unsettling, but it's also just I'm pretty normal teenage thing. Yeah. So it's like, had this movie not been about cannibalism, that moment would have been so... Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, normal. But the smeared lipstick mimics the blood that we already know that she's, like, craving. Uh-huh. Then we get that scene with the sister and the roommate. Uh, and tensions yeah. are high. <laughs> yeah, they are. That poor... That poor boy. He did not deserve anything that happened nope, to him. Nothing. And he's Obviously, also but like stuck between a cannibal and a hard place and another cannibal. Yeah. Two cannibals. Two cannibals. Yeah. What's worse? Two X cannibal. What's worse? Two X cannibal. You know? So that was great. Then this is the moment we already talked about with the moment with the sheets. Um, mm-hmm. because I think it is supposed to be another vision. Mm-hmm. I think it's like her punishing herself because mm. she thinks the things that she's doing or she's been taught that the things she's doing and also society would say cannibalism is probably not great. Yeah, generally frowned upon. So I feel like, uh, and this is after she's done something. Do you remember? Is it after the kiss with the boy? So after the kiss with the boy, she hooks up with Adrian. So is this before or after she hooks up with Adrian and the sheet? Do you remember? I think it's after, but I'm really okay. not positive. Okay. I had a really hard time placing order of events. And I so know. I actually rewatched certain things, but that's not one that I rewatched. I didn't either. And this one... I just can't exactly remember. I do think it is after something has happened to Let her, me though. Pull up my notes because okay. I do actually have like my <clears throat> shot by shot like okay experience of it. Yeah. Uh, okay, it is before the moment in the shower where she kisses the boy. Okay. Only reason I know that is because my next note is about her taking the shower. Yes. So I said, like, we see her inability to sleep. She's getting hit from the outside of the blanket, screaming, mm-hmm. some light flashing, lots of screams, still in fetal position. This reminds me of Neon Demon. Yeah. She gets out from under the blanket, walks into the hallway, red light, and then yeah. Blue Man Group. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, Blue Man Group. Yeah. They were there. So, yeah. It's, it's after something. I think maybe it's, like, the anger from, like, the sister hanging out with that boy. Or I think they also did show her being very attracted to her roommate, mm-hmm. who is, like, a gay man. Well, we don't, but yeah, but like, that's what he's, she's been told. Um, so I think the shots from under the seat, the sheets are interesting. 
uh, feels really claustrophobic. It makes us all feel trapped with her. And then you hear these noises from somewhere outside the sheets. You're not able to see anything. It's very spooky. We have no idea what's happening. And I think, again, it's all in her mind. I think it's like a she's feeling like a punishment or something. Yeah. Like a self-conscious punishment. Or what's it called? Subconscious. Like, yeah. You know? It's like she's being targeted from outside, outside of her control. Mm-hmm. And it's like she is helpless in that moment to do anything about it. Right. But also she feels like it might be deserved. Yeah. And it's happening in a place that, like, she should be safe. Like, it, a lot of these moments happen in places where, like, you would think she would feel safe or with people. It's always, like, I feel like we get these moments with, like, other people or when she's alone. So, I don't know. A lot of places where you would feel at least a little comfort and she's got, like, none. You know, I don't know. It, it felt a lot like her punishing herself in a way. Yeah. Um, and then I said, some good shower for me. Nothing goes to waste, at least. That's nice. So this oh, is yeah. after she's kissed the boy, which actually, they didn't do this in college, but what a fun, sexy game if people actually consented when they're like, don't yeah. come out until you're green. I thought, I was like, that sounds like a fun seven that minutes in heaven. Really fun. Like yeah. if everyone was like, I'm into this, I'd be like, that's cute. I like it. Um, Unfortunately, that's not the way this went, but. No. Um, there's some flesh loss there's in this There's some flesh version. loss. And it's, it's interesting because like, you feel bad for both of them for yeah. different things. Yeah. He's coming on to her. She's clearly uncomfortable. Yeah. And he's not stopping. So at first you're like, leave her alone. Like, yeah. this is so not okay. Then she starts to kind of give in and it still feels forced. So you're like, I don't like that. Then she kind of just bites a big old chunk right out of his lip. Yeah. And you're like, all right, well, I was, I was kind of vibing with you there for a second, Justine. I was trying to help you and then you ate yeah. this man's lip. So like, I saw the primary <laughs> colors. Yeah. And I was like, we have blue and yellow. We're about to get red. I was just like, I know that it's going to be a very striking image of like all the red pouring out. And then he comes out of the bathroom. She's crazy. And it's like yeah. blood pouring. It's like, oh, there's the red. <laughs> there it is. And they had a lot of good moments with green and red. And to me, it felt like, I always look too deep into it. And I don't care. But the red felt like her impulses yeah. and the things that, like, she's not wanting to do. But the green lights that were mixing with it felt like her living for the first time. Mm. So it felt like these things that were constantly fighting each other. So it's like she's finally doing this thing in this closet with this boy. And she's getting green, this life experience. And then the blood pours out. And it's like, maybe we shouldn't be doing that. You know? Like, mm-hmm. you have this constant light that is associated with, like life and excitement and new things and then you have the color red which is always associated with like danger or just all around kind of like bad yeah <laughs> love it and they did that a lot in a uh, werewolf in london which was great i was about to say yeah, yeah like and I, I mean it's not unheard of it's i don't know it's a good one we love red and green yes go and stop you know so great stuff then she hooks up with her roommate and <laughs> has yeah. the wildest sex i've ever seen since I saw the movie uh, Showgirls, which was disgusting and horrible. It's so much thrashing in Showgirls. She's just like, wah! <laughs> While she's having sex, she's like, yeah! And I'm like, girl, what? Yeah. So this felt like that, but yeah. less bad, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. In this, it was, <laughs> it made more sense because this poor girl is feral. Yeah. I did write, she's feral. <laughs> she's feral. <laughs> because no more description. Just, he has she's feral. That moment of like holding her out, but like basically by her hair and she's thrashing. She's literally trying to get to him with everything she has. Yeah. And you're like, no, thank you. And it's such an interesting moment when she wants to bite him, very obviously. And instead she bites her own arm yeah. to be like, calm down. And she also, 
I don't want to say she comes. Yeah, she yeah. does. And good for her. Yeah. You know, happy for her. We but love female orgasm. We do. <laughs> and <laughs> sad for him. He didn't help much in that situation. You know, really. He, he strokes her hair. I love that moment. Yeah. Actually, because it feels very, even though they've just like hooked up, I feel like one, he instantly regrets it. You can see it in his face. I think he instantly regretted it when she went feral. Yeah. But then he has this immediate kind of like comfort. comfort friend, holds her head like, it's like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. I don't love but, it. Yeah. But he's also like, that doesn't make me not want to be so, your friend. And uh, that moment was like oddly tender and sweet. Yes. But they that's how they get you in these good movies. That's how they get you. If they can make you feel so like, I don't know, sweet and like comforted by characters in a moment that is so fucked up. That's not easy. It's not. Hats off. Um, off. (laughs) It was a really good moment. And he's just a really interesting character going through his own interesting things. Yeah. Because you can tell he's really beating himself up, not only because he had sex with his friend, which he feels like he messed up that friendship. Yeah. But also he's like, I am a gay man. I've known that my whole life. And all of a sudden I don't know anymore. Yeah. it felt like when he says, like, I, if I spent 20 years hiding, it wasn't so I could start fucking a girl. Yeah. Because it's like he has had to struggle for 20 years. Right. And hidden it. And finally, he can, like, be and out can, and be himself. And he's like, and now I'm, like, betraying myself. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the turmoil, And you can baby. see him being free, too. Because, like, he's yeah. having sex and yeah. flirting and doing these things with men this whole yeah. time. And it's not ever really made fun of the only slur i think we hear is from him describing yeah. himself yeah and it's like interesting you know like <laughs> so that was a really cool moment um i don't know and then you get the eyeball licking you know it's time we gotta talk about the eyeball licking Kate. we gotta talk about the eyeball licking but again i think this is a moment that is not happening i think you're right so i think this is another moment where instead of having a moment where she's somewhere and she should be safe, but instead she's having a horrible punishing moment. She's really let it all loose. And you can see it from her very horny face. Girl's horny for an eyeball lick. Yeah. A nightmare. She's sitting, like, leg up on the table, hands in the crowd. Like, she is... Ready for she someone looks like a, to oh, bring an eyeball closer. Horny queen. Get an eyeball to the licking distance. She's ready. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> Do not get your eyeball too close. No. But but that is such a cool moment because we've had all these moments that are just in her head and it's yeah. her kind of punishing. And then all of a sudden she's like, fuck that. Yeah. She's I like, I want to lick an eyeball. <laughs> my ideal orgy has. <laughs> and I'm yeah. going to do it. Yep. <laughs> then I think it immediately cuts to her being so drunk at this party. And I think that's supposed to be what it is. Like, she's drunk and she's letting things go and she's losing her inhibitions. And that means feeling the rain on her skin and licking an eyeball. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your skin. No one else can feel it for you. No, no one else can, else can, can lick it for you. Only you can link it in. you can link it in. No um, one else. No one else. <laughs> okay, we gotta stop. Um, but she does go up to the bar and she's like, I would like a shot. And he was like, I'm out of small glasses. Is this okay? And she's like, yeah, a little bit. And then he, but she's like, more, more. And she's like, save me the trip. And then she just fucking chugs vodka. I know. And it's so funny. Not that she's drinking a lot, but how she said only a little bit. Come on. What are you doing? A little bit. Yeah. More than that. Yeah. And then you get this incredible moment where she's trying to take a little drive by nibble. She's like. 
And she just swats her like a mosquito. I know. He's like, get the fuck out. He and doesn't even know like, he's swatted. Okay. <laughs> she was just like, zoom. And he's like, no. <laughs> I love it because it does not deter her at all. She's no. like, that's life. Like, uh-huh. It's incredible. Get um, turned down for a neck nibble. You try a different one. Yeah. And then she kisses that guy. And she's like, try someone else. And she's like, okay. And so she kisses her. Which like, get content. Don't do that. Uh, but also uh, it's the funniest thing. The, very the look funny. on her face. Like, she's so proud. She has this yeah. little smirk. And she's like, I'm having a great time. Alex just, like, saved her life in that moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was about to get fucking decked. Oh, Alex. Oh, Alex. Um, um, I'm saving this the moment. The fucking worst. <sighs> yeah, I'm saving that one. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite shots in the entire film was the shot of both their faces through the glass. Um, it took me a second. I watched it twice. Yeah. I was like, who is that? That doesn't even look like either of them. And I'm like, that's because it's both of them. Yeah. But it's that moment of seeing yourself reflected in someone else, someone you love, and being like, we are one. <laughs> yeah. Real Lion King moment. Like, we are one, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe Lion King, too. Whatever. I, I only, I, in my heart, replaced Lion King 1 with Lion King 2. So I know Lion King 2, like, nobody's business. Lion King 1 is just, like, Lion yeah. King 1, it's like, I know it. But Lion King 2, I'm like, that's yeah. got Punky Kovu. You know, you don't yeah. ever forget Punky yeah. Kovu. Uh, deception, outrage, deception, disgrace. You can't. Outrage, disgrace. You cannot forget that song. <laughs> no, I love it. It's incredible. I made my partner I always sing it. Independent. I don't know the words, yeah. but listen, it's good. Uh, something and lose your mind as it sweeps <laughs> you off your feet. feet. Yeah. <laughs> absolute bangers yeah. in that one. Just no misses. Yeah. But speaking of Lion King, they are one. <laughs> yeah. So that moment was amazing. And it's kind of close to the end. So you're like, finally, she's realized that, like, <laughs> it's your family whether you like it or not. Yeah. And she, they see each other and they're like, yeah, well, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get the thing with her dad. I said absolutely wild ending. But an incredible ending because, like you said, is it adulthood? Is it being mature? I guess you can argue that, like, her mom had to go through this and like it is a coming of age story that is mimicking their parents which yeah. we get in the beginning you see that picture of them yeah and you're like oh that's nice <laughs> like oh no <laughs> it's this like absolutely twisted macabre like in this family this is what growing up means yeah and that's not aligned with society no <laughs> but it's aligned with growing up in that family and it's like you know, uh, getting your period, figuring out how to eat flesh without getting caught. That's like, those life. things come together. And when he says it so confidently, he's like, you'll find your solution. Yep. Like, he's like, I know you will. Mm -hmm. There is no shame. There is no, you know. And when you look back, this has a little bit of rewatchability, I would say, because then you can kind of see why they're so lenient about all this. Why they seem so calm throughout all of these issues. Like, well, it's because her mom is like, I'm having a crisis. And her dad is like, oh, you'll figure it out. <laughs> I still have a left nipple. You can take that. It, it, just imagine this poor dad being like, all right, she has dibs on here, but you can have the shoulder. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, dear God. Um, those are all my notes. I rambled and I rambled. No, I loved it. But I just had a lot to say. This movie was really, really cool. And then I'll save the other moment because that's my scariest moment. Okay. I'm going through my... My very first note <laughs> that I pulled over, you know that game where it's like, I'm going on a camping trip and I'm taking, yeah. and it's like a word game and mm -hmm. you have to figure out, and it's like, she has one suitcase. <laughs> She's going to college. I'm going on a college trip and I'm taking basically nothing, I guess. <laughs> the girl's like, oh, the, the 
dress code is club wear. And she's like, this is all I have. I went, I believe that. You yeah. got one suitcase. <laughs> one suitcase. I, so I had a work trip last year to Cancun. And yeah. I packed one suitcase that was actually smaller than every single airline's carry-on capacity. Oh That's all God. I took for a whole week. And I did run out of clothes. It um, and I had to buy a dress in the hotel. Because I was like, I uh, thought that I'd be able to do laundry here. And I cannot. Oh, God, no. Um, but I'm just like looking at it. It's like, how is that going to last you? college i remember filling up the fucking minivan when i moved in freshman year she wore her little bloody lab coat and that's all she needed that's all she needs um so okay when they're getting like the beginning of the hazing right uh when they're all like in the middle of the night being marshaled down the stairs they have like this angle underneath the stairs that makes it feel like an escher painting where it's just like the end it feels so endless and so yeah, and then they have, like, they're crawling around ductwork, and then, like, there are these pre-chosen paths where they just crawl, and then their crawling paths converged. It's so and interesting. It's very fucking strange. Um, there's a moment in the first, like, club rave scene yeah. where they have that, like, dog hanging in the background with, yeah. like, weird stuff on its face, but, like, as Alex and Justine leave, like, you know, they have the water guns and sh- stuff, something yeah. just sprays the camera. And yes, it's like okay. I'm part of this. <laughs> I'm invited. Huh? I didn't even bring any drugs to share. No. And then you see the nightmare room, and you go, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm just gonna tear my head out. I'm tired. I have a headache. Tired, actually. I have migraine. <laughs> yeah. Worse. Um, beef fingers. Um, an ungodly amount of hair. Ungodly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this movie has a lot for mirrors, so my eventual thesis yeah. that I'm, you know, I can't wait. Someday, right, is about like mirrors right and one. horror, <clears throat> and I think that it's just going to be like a study in mirrors across horror right. films. And it's like she voms up all the hair, and then the girl's like, "Okay, two fingers makes it come up right. easier," and she's like, mm. "And then the girl just that like girl just keeps like, like preening in front of the mirror, and she has that like fake smile yeah. like plastered across her face. It's like, okay, so like." Right of passage around like body images use disordered eating your sense of self is fragile during like yeah. a tumultuous time like this is the time yeah. where that shit really takes root and I'm just like oh that hits hard and then yeah you know shoulder deep in a cow's asshole um, is next um, also important coming of age moment <laughs> uh huh I've already talked about those um, there's more about like Alex is like oh it looks like you lost weight Justina's like thank you and Alex is like it's not a compliment anorexic is gross yeah, <laughs> like, I know <laughs> the most rude way to be supportive ever right um, and then she's like you need to eat and Justina's like whatever you might eat flesh but I don't need it how dare you yeah um, and then the blue green spitting out blood biting each other's arms as you know like sibling bonding yes um great moment the three horn toots sound the end of rush and a return to normalcy surely <laughs> the three toots the three toots um and then i just have like notes yeah it's like the pairing of animals controlled by humans mm-hmm. because like you have the horse running on the treadmill mm-hmm. and it has a like bridle situation i don't actually it's don't like something that keeps it in place yeah I think. so on both sides of its head it's being pulled in either direction so that oh it okay can't pull and I, like it's not like taut right but it's but like it's... if it tries to pull one way then it will be stopped because right. it's pulling in both directions and then there's something above it mm-hmm. so it has to stay on this treadmill going forward it has no other option right and so you have this like animal controlled by human invention versus human controlled by animalistic urges to right. consume and it's like that juxtaposition I like that. and like that flipping. And yeah. you have so many times where it's like 
living animals being controlled. Yeah. Dead animals existing in this space. And, like, the dead animals somehow had more agency where it, like, whips off the blanket. That was fucking weird. Loved it. I know. Um, Hunger, flesh and flesh, two eggs flesh. Um, And then always pairs some form of sexual experience with cannibalism. So, like, the bikini wax in the finger. Right. Yellow paint boy, the lip. Adrian, wrist bite. Parties with kissing, trying to bite people. Drive by nibble. Drive by nibble. Yeah. Um, no, so those are my notes. <laughs> those are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm God sorry damn. I rambled doing horror. No, I then... loved it. Ugh. I just go wild. Your um, rambling is all these things. I'm just like, I never saw that. I never I thought about that. I didn't think anything of the animals and the urges like being, that was neat. I didn't even think of that. With the horse on the treadmill and stuff. I kept going back to that horse. It. Have you seen Thoroughbreds? Not yet. I think I think you'd like it. I think so too. It's been on my list. Like yeah. I know of it, and I've wanted to see yeah. it. Have not had the chance. I saw it back when I was in grad school, and I know that I need to watch it again because I have a deeper appreciation of it now Is than it I did then. Because we, we can add it to the list. Kind of. Um, it's hmm. our sweet, sweet baby angel. No. May he rest in peace. And also Anya Taylor Joy. Mm-hmm. Anya Joy Taylor. I, I knew that names mixed up. And Anya then, Taylor Joy, and then oh gosh, I don't remember the third. I one. don't remember the other one. But I can picture her face, but. But yes. I think it has like horror element. I'd say more like thriller. Okay. Drama? It's I don't possible. Know. We'll it's see. a possible we'll see. one. But anyway, I think you'd like it. Okay. And like there are certain aspects of it that remind me of this. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, I'd like to watch that. Um, is it Scary's Moment Time? Yeah. I know mine. Okay. Do you know yours? Yeah. Okay. What's yours? This was like kind of hard to choose and I'm like open to changing mine. Yeah. Um, it's when she eats the finger because all of the like tension, like as soon as that finger gets like snipped off. Right. I'm like, oh, the dog's going to eat. Oh no, she got to it before the dog. There's no ice. She is now with a finger for 15 minutes. She's very hungry. She wants meat. She's going to eat that finger. She's had a bad day. <laughs> it's been a bad day. <laughs> eat a finger and turn it around. You, you know? know? Um, so you just see her and it's like, she's doing the thing where she's like trying to squeeze it, drip some blood, drink the blood. She's trying to do everything, like everything. taking small nibbles. Right. And then eventually she goes to fucking town and you know, corn cob. that's yeah. Corn cob yeah. fingers. And you know, that's the end point, but that's you it. really don't want it to be. And you just like, you feel being like, you know, the inevitable end and it's horrific and you have to sit and wait and just watch it. this moment. And yes. you're like, great. So that's my scariest moment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my scariest moment is the one that we kind of skipped in the notes was the video from the party. Oh, I hated that. Fuck. <laughs> so we didn't talk about it, but there's a moment at a party yeah. where after she's been drunk and she's been like wild, uh, Adrian comes to her with a video that her sister did not film, but like was basically instigating. Yeah. And she, they're in the morgue yeah. and her sister is like dangling a dead person's hand from the slab, like in front of her. And you can see she's very drunk, very unwell, leaping towards it, kind of trying to like bite it. Yeah. But she's like super drunk and out of it. And she's like, Justine, bite, bite. Yeah. She's and saying, she's, Justine, bite. Yeah. Uh, and, and people are laughing and like horrified. Oh. You can hear both sides. You can hear people laughing. You can hear people saying, stop. She's really fucked up. Don't do this. And it's awful. One. To see her sister do this to her. It's awful to have, to be filmed like that. She's fucked up. Like, but then also like, they zoom in on her face at one point and she has the most intense, like red eyes and she looks hungry. Like, looks like a zombie. And it, and it's terrifying because the people don't know that this isn't just, ha ha, she's drunk and she thinks she's going to bite this finger. They have no idea that what she really does want is to eat that. Like, so it's just the unknowing 
of all these people, her, her sister, the betrayal. Yeah. And then the moment when he shows her and she's like, why were, were you? Like, why didn't you help? So it's so many things in one. So many things. And that's why I skipped it because I was like, it's my scariest moment. We'll get to it. But it was a really intense moment. The anticipation before he shows her. Because, like, you know something's very wrong when he pulls her aside. He gets mm-hmm. her in private. And then he pulls out and she's like, oh, God, there's a video. What is on the video? And yeah. it's like, I, your brain fills in all these things. It's taking so long. Uh, horrific it's weaving through the crowd yeah so you're like hurry up that was my second like that that's a yeah 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 it was intense so those are scariest moments scariest moments are you good ones tropes oh yeah okay fewer tropes than usual okay so this happens whenever there's a movie that's kind of like not as well known right like it's more recent yeah so movies like the shining are like 12 pages of tropes because well, yeah. everyone's seen it and everyone's like put in their like thoughts. They've had years to do and it. And half the time it starts tropes, I feel like. It's yes. old enough to, yeah. Yeah. But when it's something that's been in the last like five to ten years. Right. And it's more of like an artsy film. Yeah. It definitely has fewer tropes. <laughs> it's own thing. Yeah. And it's not because it doesn't have tropes. It's just because people, like this is a like community driven right. thing. And so fewer people are on that page adding things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, very short list, but... Love it. I'm ready. We start... We do. (laughs) We do. (laughs) Fold the fingers. Yeah. That was nice. I liked it. Chekhov's gun. Yes. Yes. Uh, Chekhov's ski pole. Uh, The very first thing that, like, when she first meets her roommate... She's like, what the hell is that? He's like, it's a ski pole. (laughs) And then um, that's how he dies. Yeah. Gets stabbed in the back with a ski pole, business end of ski pole, and then his leg gets gnawed off. Yeah. Um, So that's Chekhov's gun. Poor guy. Consuming passion. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's what it sounds like. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Deadpan snarker. He has, like, some of those moments, Mm -hmm. like when he's introducing himself. Um, Eating the eye candy. So this is typically <laughs> when it's just like you are undressing someone with your eyes. Like it's typically mm-hmm. like actually just a very visual like, like oh my oh, god, they're so, so sexy. Attractive. But then there's the double literally eating Yeah, the she eye does candy. yeah. The eating nom, nom. Of the people, yeah. Yeah. Delicious. Lick slips. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um I this isn't in TV tropes, but I know it's a trope. It's the uh, anime nosebleed. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> it's when someone's so hot that your nose bleeds. Speaking of Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> God. I just, I know that exists. Oh, yeah. Don't know what it would be called, but. Anime nosebleeds. Whoop, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, environmental symbolism. So this is when, like, the oh, visual okay. environment is filled with symbols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is. And it <laughs> sure is. Yeah. The lighting, the animals, like, the juxtaposition of things. Like, yeah. it's all there. It's awesome. Foreshadowing. You covered that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fingor. Yeah. Love when there's I, Fingor. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, a head was not squashed, but. <laughs> I cannot believe a head wasn't squashed. I know. I'm actually quite, well, I mean. A head took some damage. Three three heads took some damage from the car squashed, crashes. But. Yeah. I'm a humanitarian. Cannibalism. <laughs> so yeah. it, <laughs> it runs in the family. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Usually it's just like, you know, we're unwell. We all inherited anxiety yeah. from each other. This is like, ah, oh, the cannibalism, yes. It's mm, uh, yes. the matrilineal line. Yeah. <laughs> you taste delicious. This one mm. is averted because uh, Alex tells Justine she tastes horrible. And she says that uh, Alex tastes like curry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which 
Which I think it's a compliment. I like, I like I curry. I think a compliment, so, yeah. Yeah. It's like, Justine's the nicer sister. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say it. I'll say it. Yeah. Uh, the reveal. Oh. We actually have like two of these. I know. <laughs> At least. And that's great. Yeah. Because it's like when mm-hmm. Alex is like, oh yeah, I also eat flesh, by the way. And then the dad <laughs> is like, oh, your mom too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All a family thing. Um, single tear. When Alex tear. comes to watching her sister eat her finger and you have the tear and you think it's, oh like, my God, oh, she's so what a upset. horrific thing. And then you realize it's, oh, she's just like me. Like, I'm not alone Fucking in this. copycat. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. You can't do anything original. God. <laughs> Thousand yard stare. Yep, 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 yep. After she eats Adrian. A good one. That's a good uh, one. And then wacky frat boy hijinks. So that's all of Hazing <laughs> oh, Week. That's all of the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Those are the tropes. Those are good ones. (laughs) Wacky rip boy hijinks. (laughs) Love those hijinks. How are we going to rate this movie? There's a lot of good ones is the problem. Because we've got eyeball licks. We've got Mm. drive-by nibbles. We've got shower meat. Mm. Um, We we have got hair chomps. I Mm. mean, there's just so much. Um, drive by nipples is really strong. Drive by nipples is good. <laughs> yeah. Especially because the swatting. Yeah. It just like, <laughs> it really killed me. He's like, stop it. It's like, she's like, okay. <laughs> it's like when you blow in a cat's face. <laughs> it literally was so insulting. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Okay. 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 Drive by nipples. Okay. Um, I know mine. Yeah. 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 I think I got okay. it. Okay. One, two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 10 drive by nipples. Yeah. Dare I say that's just a bite. Yeah. Um, this is a full on chomp. <laughs> it's a chomp. I love this movie. Um, I had seen it before and forgot everything. So it was like seeing it for the first time. Yeah. Love that. Genuinely, when her sister looked up, I was like, oh my God, the horror. And then when I was like, oh, she eats them too. Genuinely forgot. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like it a lot. I think it has a little bit of rewatchability. I think because, you know, you get to see all of these twists and whatever, but I think that they hint at all of those moments and all of those twists and you just wouldn't notice because they're very subtle until you know them. Yeah. So a little bit, you know? Yeah. And it's wild enough that I think it's entertaining to mm-hmm. watch again, especially with people. Yeah. This is one of the movies that I feel like I would put on and watch someone else watch it. And be like, what do you think? What are you looking at? How do you feel? Yeah, like- I have like a little survey at the door of like, will you pass out if you see blood? I- and then just promptly. <laughs> I know my girlfriend would never watch it, but I want her to so bad. Just like so yeah. be like, you seen that? Yeah. <laughs> and she won't. No. That's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I also give it uh, five dry-by nibbles uh, because I have no notes. I, I know. Basically, like, I had to go back and rewatch scenes because I was trying to get my brain around what was happening mm-hmm. long enough to, like, write down anything that was remotely, yeah. like, poignant or, like, insightful. I was just like, hold on. I need to, like, right. review that. Um, Take that one more again. One more again, please. <laughs> one more. Even though I don't want to see it. But, um, <laughs> no, it was, like visually arresting like those moments where it's like i don't know why you're showing me this i like it yeah it's like i don't know why i'm watching like a wide shot of a room with nothing happening but i'm waiting for it and yeah. then something happens and you're like oh, oh. yeah it, it, it takes it, my surprise it just kind of like shocks your brain in a lot of different ways i don't know i found it very enjoyable it's gory as shit like yeah. obviously if you couldn't tell from all the things yeah that we it, it's about, gory like if you don't do blood very well do not watch this film no. If you don't want to see dead animals, yeah. do not watch this film. Yeah. I will say that the gore also is relatively realistic and, like, yeah. 
done well. Yes. Which could be worse for some people. Yes. Because if you can watch gore that's like over the top, campy and fun. It's like Evil Dead versus this. This is not Totally different. This is very much done to be like, this is as real as we could get it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And good job. (laughs) the actress talked about like, oh, those were all like sugar. And she's like, if anything, it turned me a little bit off candy. But like, now I'll still eat chicken because like she was eating sugar. Right. I always wonder what they use. Yeah. Yeah. So I just like, I know that I want to rewatch it so that I can keep taking in more Mm -hmm. like artistic things. And like, there is the rewatch bonus of everything being in a different light. Now that you know the level of secrecy that each person has, there's, there's something to see like the scar on the dad's lip. And I don't know for sure, but this will be a good thing to go and rewatch. I think there's a moment where they look in like that picture and she's like, who's that? Oh, it's mom and dad. She says something about like dad looks terrified blah 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 the mom seems whatever and i wonder if that's after they had their first kiss and he's realized it and he's like going through the do i stay do i figure this out yeah should i stay or should i go now yeah exactly (laughs) so i wondered after the end i wondered what the line actually was Mm. because it sounded like oh dang maybe yeah i couldn't remember she said something about like dad looks like he busted his lip but yeah, okay. Because, yeah, he's got that mm-hmm. scar, <laughs> which I didn't notice until they were sitting at the table and he was purposely like rubbing it yeah. almost to be like, I remember. Yep. And I was like, oh no. Yep. As soon as he started rubbing it and he's like, yeah, your mom was hard too. And it's like, oh no. Immediately I went, yep. Oh no, 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 no. Yep, yep, yep. So. Um, I think they do a good job of like keeping you away from his mouth though. Yeah. <laughs> Early on because like when they're in the car, you only see his eyes mm-hmm. because he's driving. You see the mom's feet and like profile sometimes. Right. But like you just see them in bits and pieces and flashes. And they don't seem important enough either. You're very focused on Justine. So it's like, yeah. oh, why would I look at them? You know? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, they had secrets. <laughs> yeah. Secret, secret. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a perfect 10. Perfect 10. Uh, yeah, drive drive by, by, nibble. by neck nibbles. Yeah. Yeah. So basically a bite. Yeah. It's just a big a old chomp, chomp. Yeah, yeah, if you will. Beautiful. And we will. So that wraps up our discussion of raw yeah. slash grave. So, <laughs> grave. 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 Gravy. 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 Everyone that speaks me. French is just like shriveling up and oh, dying They're right just now. like, I hate this show. Like, why have you chosen violence today? Well, this today? is perfect. You keep the French audience. I keep them on their toes. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have said, sorry, I cannot to the German audience. I'm well, just like, neither of us can. We're sorry. We're trying. Yeah, I try. We'll get there, guys. If you enjoyed your time yeah. with us, I know. we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps other folks find us. Mm-hmm. And we also just love to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And for some reason, Apple Podcasts is just the one that, like, obviously a review anywhere is yeah. great. Yes. But for some reason, Apple Podcasts is the one that, like, yeah. matters. And that's how people find you. Yep. So... That's one that drives shit for some if you reason. you feel like giving a review there, do it. Yeah, I'll just take the time, do it. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just Cool With It. Mm-hmm. And every week we'll post a movie for the week. We also have like no context quotes, yeah. that sort of stuff. Sorry about this one. It's hard to find a little bit. Oh, God, yeah. We didn't so, mention that at the beginning. No. But I put you... it in the like Me this too. week's movie. Yeah. So just a heads up. If you're like, oh, I'll watch it now that I've listened to the episode weirdly hard to find it doesn't work on amazon prime you can rent it but it will not play it won't let you watch it so we don't know why no um and you can't find it on apple tv you can only get it on like google play and youtube but you have to buy it on youtube yeah you can rent it on apple play that's the only place that i got to work sorry sorry sorry. yes google (laughs) i was like yes yes repeat the same wrong thing (laughs) i was like no 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 no, so yeah a little hard to find but it's it's worth it it's good yes it's a good one yeah and now it's like I should have just bought it. I know. I'm thinking of it. I'm like, I might just buy it. I might just buy it. <laughs> I like it a lot. It's like that, wreck, 
uh, which we have now, so that's good. Yeah, now we have. Oh, yeah, so excited. Okay, you can uh, check out our extended show notes on our website on a delay. I'm working on getting those up to date, but it's like around the first half yeah. of our backlog mm-hmm. is up there. Um, and that's where we put the extended show notes, so like the um, citations and right. memes that we reference, that sort of thing. Some good memes. Yeah. Also, head over to Twitter if you want to see. We have a, a a fan that follows us that yeah. just makes some really funny memes sometimes. Um, so shout out to you. Thank you uh, so much. Those are hilarious. So if we don't make them, this person will, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Incredible. They're great. Yes. You could even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash it. Uh, we do the Simon Watch every month, so and we fun. also do a horror game. Recently, yeah. we've been playing Nancy Drew. That has been so fun. It's been joyous. really enjoying Nancy yeah. Drew. We yeah. do play some genuinely like whoa, scary. Yeah, like Alien Isolation. Oh we haven't uh, finished that yet. I'm It's a long one. It's a long one. Yeah, but yeah, join. It's fun. Yes. It's it's really cool. Yeah. So we like to thank the patrons that make that possible. Yeah. Kim, Kelly, Nira, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, Brian, Jess, Ada, Dalton, Andrew. Woo! Y'all are stars. We love them. Yeah. The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Roccozella. The cover art, it's by your very own Nikki Solomon. What? Can you believe we went this whole episode without making fun of the fact that I'm a cannibal? Because I'm not. I'm not. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I was Um, so busy trying to deflect from the fact that you think that I... Well, you are, but that's fine. Just so everyone knows, a long time ago, we had an ongoing joke Uh that I had accidentally just said I was a cannibal. Uh And it's just me constantly defending myself going, I'm not. I'm not. And Kate does the same thing yep. where I'm like, but you are. I wanted to put something in your fridge. Maybe I wrote, can I put someone in your fridge? Maybe you did. But you said yes. So. I'm not saying I wasn't going to support you. Just no. that I'm not a cannibal. But we went, finally had a movie about cannibalism. And neither <laughs> of us brought it up. Neither of us accused the other. We were like, a break. A yeah. nice break. They are cannibals. And that yeah. we know. They are. The number of times my sister thought I took her shirt because I did.